Hi, this is Jamie Crawford, Worldwide Evangelist with Breakthrough Ministries, pastor of Epicenter Church in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Thanks for downloading our Wow God podcast. Make sure to subscribe to get our latest podcast. We appreciate your partnership. It helps keep our ministry going. We hope you enjoy our podcast. I have a word for you today uh, that the Lord has given me uh, last week. The word that God gave me is revival. And and I, I believe that God is about to flow from the word of last week to this week. Uh, we had a... Uh, the Lord put it upon our heart last Sunday night to have a Sunday night service. And uh, wow, people showed up, people got touched, people got rededicated their lives back to the Lord. Uh, it was an amazing, amazing time what God did uh, last Sunday night, uh, how he poured out his spirit upon each one of us. And uh, I but today, the Lord wants you to just keep flowing that flow. How many know that there's a river that's flowing in this place? Uh, there's an open heaven. That's what I prayed right before we even got started is, God, send open an open heaven over our church, over our church people. And today, the, the, the message that God has placed on my heart for us today, it just connects right along with revival. Everybody say revival. revival. Now say it like you mean it. Revival. revival. You know, as we look at revival and what is happening all across our nation, uh, Isaac and I was just talking about this right before service, how it's not just hitting, you know, Kentucky, but it's hitting in Baylor, uh, Texas, and it's hitting, uh, you know, throughout the, uh, throughout the whole world. Uh, even revival, I, Isaac was telling me, revival is happening in Israel right now. Uh, it's happening in Africa right now. I mean, God is pouring out His Spirit. I believe revival is here for Oklahoma City, too. I, I believe it's for Epicenter Church today, too. Uh, there's things that happen in revivals. Now, now, we preach many, many revivals. We still preach many revivals. We've got a revival coming up uh, in, in this next month, and then we have another revival scheduled uh, that we go and preach at another church in uh, 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 Altus, and then in, in Kingfisher we're going to be preaching. And, 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 but God does so many things in revival. And, and one of the things that God showed me for us to look at today is this. The, if I was to title this message, I would entitle it this. Creative Miracles. Creative Miracles. That's going to be my title for today. Because God does creative miracles. And we're going to look at look throughout the Bible. I'm going to give you a lot of scriptures today throughout the Bible. And I know there's many more scriptures that I can share with you. And maybe there's scriptures that you know of that you would like to share sometime. Uh, you can do that by just sending me a text message of the scriptures uh, of creative miracles that Jesus has performed in the Word of God. Or even the prophets have, have performed in the Word of God. Uh, and that's what we're going to look at today, is creative miracles. God makes a way where there seems to be no way. 
You know, miracles didn't stop when Jesus was here on earth in the Gospels. He, it didn't stop there. It continues today. Miracles still happen today. Creative miracles still happen today. Now, I want to give you a scripture found in Jeremiah chapter number 20, 32 and verse number 17. That's going to be my text for today. Jeremiah chapter number 32 and verse number 17. The Bible says, O Lord God, is it you who have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm? This is Jeremiah speaking this. He says, nothing is too hard for you. Come on. Today, I just wanted to share this, this word today because I, I don't know what you're going through right now. I don't know the, the, the trouble that you might be in right now, the situation that you might be in right now. But, but the Lord gave me this scripture to give to you today and let you know today, no matter what you're going through, nothing is too hard for God. We serve a big God and He cares about everything that we do. Everything that we say, no matter what it might be, God wants you to know He's still on the throne. See, He's a God that you're not going to impeach Him and He's not going to resign. We, we serve a God that does the impossible. Uh, so right now, if you're in an impossibility situation, know that God is about to turn it around for you. Yeah. If you put Him first, the Bible says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all of these things will be added to you as well. And the Lord says, if you seek Him out first, see, you need, what have I been teaching and preaching about? We got to not uh, seek out the revival, but we need to seek out the reviver. Uh, we don't need to be seeking out the blessing. We need to seek out the blesser. Because the moment when we get our priorities straight is when God will begin to intervene and begin to turn your situation around. And God will begin to do what, what seems to be impossible in your eyes is not impossible with Him. Because God wants to turn your situation around no matter what you're going through, no matter what giant you're facing today. God wants you to know nothing is impossible with Him. Uh, there's nothing too hard for God. If He can help Job, He can help you. Job didn't get to, he, he didn't get his focus off God. He kept his focus on Him. And God turned his whole situation around. And blessed him more than what he even started out with. I don't know what the enemy's been stealing from you, but God's about to turn it all around and turn a blessing in store for you. Just like He did for Job, He's going to do it for you. 
Hallelujah. I don't even have Job in my notes, but the Lord just told me to speak that to somebody today because somebody's going through a Job season. And the Lord wants you to know, I'm about to bring it, bring you out of that Job season today. God's about to turn your situation around today. He's about to perform the miracle in your life today. God performed creative miracles in the Word of God. No, let me give you some points. These aren't my three points that I'm going to give you, but I, I, God just gave me these points to give you today. Point number one, miracles of great healing. There was so many miracles in the Word of God of great healings that took place. Uh, the Shunammite uh, woman, her son was restored back to life. Uh, over in 2 Kings chapter number 4 and verse number 32, the Bible says, When Elisha reached the house, there was a boy lying dead on his couch. Now, now let me just show you the big picture of this before I, I read the rest of this scripture. See, this Shunammite woman built an extra room for Elisha because Elisha come through her town. And he needed a pl the prophet needed a place to stay, so she made an extra room. She she did an add on. When when I was in when I was in Paonia, uh, that was a big mining town, and, and and they had their houses were all chopped up. And and I asked people why are these houses so chopped up, and they said, well, this is a mining town. When we had the money, we just added a room on. And so they would add rooms onto the house and it kind of looked a little chopped up. You'd have the center point, but then you'd have a, a room on the side. You'd have a room on the other side. You'd have more rooms on the back. And, and, you know, and, and that's what this lady did is she added a room on for Elisha so that he'd have a place to lay his head down. And, and, and so as we look at this story of how Elisha ended up speaking over this woman and she had a child and that child, whenever he was a teenager, was out in the field with his dad and he died. Mama grabbed him, took him to Elisha's bed, laid him on the bed. Okay? Well, I, I, I'm talking about creating miracles here tonight, today. I, I want to talk to you about some creative miracles because this was a creative miracle because it started when they added the, added the room on. There was a dwelling place. There was a dwelling place for God to, 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 to bask in, in Elijah, to bask in, in, in God's presence right there in that room. And so the anointing was already filled in that room. And Mama takes the baby, puts her... Puts him in, in the room. I, I say baby, teenager, into the room. And, and this is what happened. They laid the boy on the couch. He went in, shut the door on the two of them, and prayed to the Lord. This is what Elisha did. Then he got on the bed, laid on the boy, mouth on his mouth, eyes on his eyes, hands on his hands, as he stretched himself out, on him, the boy's body grew warm. 
Elisha turned away and walked back and forth in the room and then got on the bed and stretched out on him once more. The boy sneezed seven times and his eyes opened up. We're talking about a creative miracle here. See, God set the atmosphere in that room. And when Elisha came back into that room, he shut the door. And when he shut the door, he, God began to do the miracle right there. He began to do the miracle right there. And that young man come back to life. That it, though he was dead, God breathed life back into him. He sneezed seven times. I, I, I'm telling you what, that would wake a church up. When the dead is raised up in the church. God can do it. See, God restored that young boy's life. He restored it. I, I, I come by to tell somebody today, God wants to restore your life. God wants to restore your situation. God wants to restore your family today. Miracles of great healing. There, there was another miracle that happened right there in, in, in 2 Kings chapter number 5 and verses 13 through 14. Naaman was healed of leprosy. Naaman, I mean we're talking Naaman uh, was a great hero was used to used to getting he's used to getting respect so he was outraged when Elisha treated him like just an ordinary person well. <laughs> that's what i thought too anita well <laughs> a proud man he expected royal treatment to wash in a great river would be one thing, but the Jordan was small and insignificant. But God was about to do a creative miracle in his life. What he didn't see is the miracle that was about to happen to his life. God was about to turn it around. Why? Because in Jeremiah, he says, Nothing is too hard for me, says the Lord. And the Lord wants somebody to hear this today. Nothing is too hard for him because a miracle is about to happen in somebody's life today just like he did it for Naaman. He's about to do it for you. There was a creative miracle that took place that day. 2 Kings chapter 5 verse 13 and 14. Naaman's servant went to him and said, My father, if the prophet had not told you to do great thing, would you have not done it? How much more then when he tells you, Wash and be cleansed. And then verse 14 says, So he went down, dipped himself in the Jordan seven times, as the man of God had told him, and his flesh was restored and became clean like that of a young boy. Church, there was a creative miracle that took place in Naaman. I, I, I want somebody to hear this today because miracles still happen today. Josh, I want you to show that video from Kenya, Africa. When Tiffany and I was in Kenya, Tiffany was recording this video. 
And, and I don't have the volume to it, but this man that is up on the stage in between those two guys, I prayed the prayer of faith over him. He had a large growth under his right arm. See his arm being stretched up? When I prayed for him, they, he could not raise his hand in the air. And, and, and I prayed for him, and he said, I still can't raise it because of this knot under my arm. And I said, well, I'm gonna, just like Jesus did, I'm going to pray for you the second time. He prayed for the blind man twice. I'm going to pray for you twice. So I prayed for him the second time. The second time after I prayed for him, his arm went straight up. And the growth that was under his arm had disappeared. Come on, are you with me today? He was able to raise up his hand and give God praise and give God glory. And you can see his arm being stretched up. And the, the, the bishop there is talking to the people and he said, who knows this guy? And people began to say, I know, I know who he is. And they asked, was there a growth under his arm? And they said, exactly. He couldn't raise his arm. And God brought healing to his body. How many know that's a creative miracle? God is the God of, the, of, of miracles. So nothing is too hard for God. Nothing is too hard for God. Now, now there's another miracle I want you to see. Because this is a creative miracle. We were preaching at Bishop Bill's church on Church on the Hill over here in Okeene, Oklahoma. And I remember whenever I was preaching... I had the people come to the front, and this little boy come down to the front. You can go ahead and roll that, Josh. This little boy come down to the front to be prayed for. He could not hear out of his right ear. His right ear was all shriveled up, and he couldn't hear out of it. I prayed the prayer of faith over him. That's his mama right there behind him. I prayed the prayer of faith. And when I prayed the prayer of faith, God opened his eardrum up. And I asked the mama, I said, what happened to this young man? And she goes, he can hear. In fact, you'll see me. I'll be listening, uh, speaking into his ear, his bad ear. He, I'm, I'm telling you, it was all shriveled up. It's still shriveled up. But the creative miracle is this. Whenever we prayed the prayer, the mama said, my son did not even have an eardrum. So he can't hear. And I closed his good ear and I started speaking into his bad ear and he could hear every single word I was saying. Now, I'm telling you, it's not me, it's God. It's all about Jesus because Jesus is the healer. It's not me, I'm just a vessel, you're a vessel. You can lay hands on sick people, they can recover. And he went back to the doctors and the doctor said he still has no eardrum. And he had one of those things on the side of his head so he could hear. And they had it turned off and they said, I don't know how he can hear out of this ear. How many know that's a creative miracle? Hallelujah! To God be the glory. I just want you to see that God still works miracles today. We've seen it happen right here at Epicenter Church. God is the God of miracles. Number one. Number one. Miracles of healing. Of great healing. Number two. Miracles of great protection. 
I, I, I want you to see some things. There's God, God is the God of great protection. He's going to put his, when you say, God, put your angels concerning me, I'm telling you something, there's something that happens. The angels of God. You know, sometimes I think the angels are just waiting on us just to speak it out. Because the Bible says, he will dispatch his angels charge over you, over your situation. I mean, I've had his angels guarding me. I mean, I, I told the story here before. I was, we was at Copwalk, and we did what was called track packing. Remember that track packing? We'd go out and we witnessed to people. That's how I got saved, is through track packing. Somebody came and gave, and led me to the Lord. And, and, and so uh, we was out track packing, and I, we was out uh, uh, kind of late, because that's when all the people are out that need Jesus. We were over here on, I uh, can't remember the street, it's May Avenue. I think there used to be a, a comedy club over there, and we were out handing tracks at that comedy club late at night. And I remember coming to May Avenue, me and my buddy, Wade Wilburn. We pull up to the stop sign, I'm in my cool Mustang. And I'm, I, I was going to turn left, but I ended up turning right. And as I turned right, my light was green. As I turned right, I pulled in my lane, and out of nowhere, somebody came driving, and, they, and I literally saw this, David. They went through the nose of my car. And I, you know, I did that double take like everybody's just thinking right now. How did that happen? I'm like, I don't know. How did that happen? It went through the nose of my car. And I looked at Wade. He looked at me. I said, if that really happened, somebody's going to tell us. I pulled up to the next stop stoplight. By then, I done had Amy Grant on, angels watching over me. Pull up to the next stoplight, and this individual says, roll your window down. I'm like, wait, he wants me to roll my window down. He said, roll your window down. So I rolled it down, the, the guy goes, that car back there just went through the nose of your car. How did it not wreck your car? I said, that's all I needed to know. And we just started praising God. See, God is the miracle of great protection. He will protect us no matter where we're at and what we're going through. All we got to do is give God praise. Put Him number one in our life. And, and you know, if we look at the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter number three, you'll see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. God put protection around Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Come on, there was great protection around them. They become, you know why? Because they didn't bow to, their, to that golden image that Nebuchadnezzar wanted them to bow to. They didn't bow down to that golden image. And guess what happened? They got thrown in the fire. Can we go back to Jeremiah chapter number 32, verse number 17? Nothing is too hard for God. Even when you get thrown in the fire, nothing is too hard for God. And God was right there in the middle of the fire with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He had great protection around them. Somebody today, you may be in great fire. 
You may be walking through the fire. You may be walking through deep waters. But the Lord wants you to know that that flame is not going to set upon you. It's not going to even make you smell like smoke. You're coming out just like Shadrach, Mizek, and Abednego. God's about to turn your situation around. I don't care how deep and how hard your situation is. God is the God of miracles. God did a miracle for Shadrach, Mizek, and Abednego. If you look at Daniel chapter number 3 and verse number 28, it says this, Nebuchadnezzar said, praise be to the God of Shadrach, Mizek, and Abednego. That's enough said right there. That's enough said right there. Because when a king of a mighty city and of a mighty army says, praise be to God of Shadrach, Mizek, and Abednego, can I tell you something? That king endorsed our God. He brought an endorsement. And so when a king brings an endorsement, everybody's going to follow his instructions. I just wanted to tell you something today. People are going to know about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's God in this city. And God is about to turn their situation around. God is about to bring forth His light to this city. Just like He did it for them. The three Hebrew boys, He's going to do it for us. He put His protection around them. He also put His... Stay in Daniel. He also put His protection around Daniel. When they threw Him in the lion's den, He put His protection around them. The scripture says in Daniel chapter number 6 and verse 22, it says, My God sent His angels to shut the mouth of the lions. They have not hurt me because I have, found innocent, I have been found innocent in His sight. Nor have I ever done any wrong before you, Your Majesty. Daniel, right there, tells them, God shut the mouth of the lion. I don't know who this is for today, but God is about to shut the mouth of the lion that is roaring over your situation, over, over what you're going through right now. You may hear the lion roaring, but I'm telling you, our God is bigger than that. And He's about to put a muzzle. Come on, who am I speaking to today? He's about to put a muzzle on that situation today. God is about to do the impossible today because nothing is impossible with our God. That's a creative miracle right there. Those, it, it, he was thrown in with some hungry lions. Because Scripture says... When they brought Daniel out, they threw men in. And they, those, those lions went to town. They gobbled them right up. Why wouldn't they touch Daniel? Because God is bigger. God is bigger in that situation. Shut the mouth of the lion. He's the God of miracles. Miracles of great protection. Number three. God is the God of miracles of financial breakthroughs. 
He's the God of miracles of financial breakthroughs. Come on, he's the God of miracles of financial breakthroughs. Uh, we can see it in Scripture how he's done breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough. Miracle after miracle after miracle. How he's done great things financially for people. Uh, look at the woman uh, in 2 Kings chapter number 4, verse number 7. One of my favorite texts. The woman, the widow woman with oil. Elisha said, what, what do you have in your house that would cancel, that could cancel your debt? She said, all I got is a little bit of oil. You know, that's all you need, just a little bit. Because God is the God of multiplication. God brought multiplication for her that day. That day, and the, when he brought multiplication, you guys know the story. When she, he brought multiplication, he's the God of the impossible. This is exactly what happened in 2 Kings chapter number 4 and verse number 7. It says, she went and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil, all them jars of oil, and pay your debts so you and your sons can live on what's left over. What was left over? That's their retirement. They were able to live on that. That was their 401k. Uh, they, they got blessed with a more than enough. God wants somebody to know he's about to take your little bit. I only had $5 to put in the offering. Well, he's going to multiply uh, You may have only had $2 to put in the offering. God's going to bring multiplication. <laughs> Why? Because that multiplication is like that little bottle of oil. And God wants to bring multiplication to what you have sown into the kingdom of God. I, I pray a big multiplication. Go back to Natarita Church in Natarita, Colorado for blessing our church. Hallelujah. I believe that God is going to bless them abundantly above and beyond what we can even fathom. I, I, just as he did it for them, he's going to do it for us. I can't wait for the ribbon cutting, David, for our new church. Hallelujah. Can't wait. Can't wait. He did it for the widows, with the widow's oil, with Elisha. Also in 1 Kings chapter number 18, verse number 40. Three and forty-four. He took Elijah's drought and turned it all around. When everybody was ready to give up, it's like us right now. We're in the middle of a drought. I talked to the farm, some farmers the other day. They're like, "We need rain, Pastor. We need rain." So we're gonna pray. We're gonna pray the Elijah prayer. We're gonna pray. We're not gonna give up. We're gonna pray. And God going to send forth the rain. That's what Elijah did. He started praying. See, that's the key to your miracle right there is just praying. You just need to take time and pray. Well, I ain't got time to do that. Well, got time to be on social media. You got time to watch TV. You got to spend time with God. I've been trying to do that. Spend more time with God. I'm going to share Thursday night what I've been doing 
the last couple weeks in prayer. So I'm just here to promote that for Thursday night. You need to be here or you need to listen to it because it's changed my life. And I'm not talking about just the prayer conference that we had. I'm talking I took it a little bit longer, stretched it out a little bit. Are you with me today? I'm going to share it on Thursday night. I'd share it right now, but I want, I want to challenge you to be here Thursday night to hear this word. Because prayer changes things. Elijah prayed. And then he let his servant do the work. Go out and find out. Is there any rain coming? Is there any rain coming? Is there any rain in the forecast? He went out seven times. On the seventh time he comes back. This is what the Bible says in 1 Kings chapter number 18, verse 43. It says, Go and look toward the sea. He told his servant, and he went up and looked. There is nothing there, he said. Seven times Elijah said, Go back. In verse 44, The seventh time the servant reported, A cloud a size of a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, Go and tell Ahab. Hitch up all the chariots and go down before the rain stops you. Hallelujah. He was expecting a huge rain because he said, go before the rain stops you, before the flood begins. I'm just going to speak this over Oklahoma City right now. God is about to send forth the cloud that's the size of a man's hand. And not only is it going to rain physically, but it's going to rain spiritually. And God is going to bring forth a Holy Ghost revival in this rain. And that rain is not going to stop. You need to go out and tell somebody because God says get ready because before the waters rise that's what Elijah was telling this servant before the waters rise you need to have everything prepared I'm preparing the church today you better get things prepared because the waters are about to rise spiritually they're about to rise uh, physically we're about to see the cloud of a man's hand come over our city come on God's about to bring it over your over your situation there's a cloud coming to your situation. Hallelujah. You're going to have more than enough. Hallelujah. Anita, you're going to have more than enough. You're going to have more. Why? Why? Because God is the God of the impossible. Nothing is too hard for God. Nothing's too hard for God. He's the miracle of financial breakthroughs. Well, pastor, you're just talking about the Old Testament. Well, let me tell you what the New Testament says. Jesus went to Peter. And he said, Peter, you've done great. This is what I want you to do. I want you to get in your boat. And I want you to go out into the water. And I want you to cast your net on the water. And pull that net in. And this is what Scripture says in John chapter number 21 and verse number 11. It says, So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish. A hundred and fifty-three large fish. But even with so many, the net was not torn. God did that. God is the God of miracles. He gave Peter more than enough. Uh, you know what Peter was doing? 
This is what I said on, on Thursday night, or maybe it was Sunday night. I think it was Sunday night. Peter cashed in on his benefits. Psalms 103 says, forget not all your benefits. Peter cashed in. And guess what? God didn't rip up his nets. Why? So he could go back fishing again. Come on, God's not going to mess your nets up with the blessing you're about to receive so you can go back and get more. You're about to go back and get more than enough. God's about to release it in your... What you've been praying for, what you've been asking for, you've been asking big, you've been seeking big, now receive big. God says get ready because big things are in store for you. Big things are in store for Epicenter Church. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad you're connected? I'm glad I'm connected. I'm glad I'm... Hallelujah. God's about to send forth. Some of you are going to have to learn how to fillet fish. Remember whenever Iris and I first got married, me and my brother, man, we'd go out, we'd catch a bunch of crappie. We'd bring them home, and, and Iris go... He, she asked my brother John, he said, she said, hey, John, I know this isn't in my text, but I just have to share this story. She said, hey, John, you know how to fillet? And he goes, oh, I'm not good at it. So Iris, man, she filleted every one of them. I, mean, I bet we caught about 40 crappie that day, and she's out there, and she's filleting every one of them. I mean, you, she, she's doing so good on all that meat. Well, she did this for, I don't know, probably a year, two years. And then one day we go over to my brother's house. And what is he doing? He's in his, he's in his driveway and he's filleting fish. I was like, oh, no, you're not. Filleting fish right here in front of me. And I've been doing it all this time for you. <laughs> I, I just want to tell somebody today, you better get ready to start learning how to fillet some fish because God's about to give you an abundance. Hallelujah. There's an increase that's about to come to your house. And you're going to have to call on Iris to say, Hey, Iris, I'm going to need your help. I'm going to need your help because I need your help to fillet all these fish because there's more than enough in my household. I don't mean you're just going to have a bunch of fish. I mean you're going to have a bunch of finances. You're going to have a bunch of miracles. Creative miracles are being activated today in the name of Jesus. Miracles of financial breakthroughs. We've already heard them. David and his new job. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. I mean that, is, that was so glorious to hear. That testimony. Hallelujah. How he's restored things. To God be the... He's not done yet. Just like Rick said today, God's showing up and he's showing off. He's going to show off some more. It's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. The drought's over. The drought's over, church. The drought's over. Number four. And we'll close with this one today. Number four. Creative miracles. Miracles of family reunions. Mm. Come on, somebody needs to hear this today. Miracles of family reunions. God going to bring families back together. He going to bring them all back together. Mm. 
Those that you feel like have ran away and ran away and ran away. God going to bring them all back together. God going to bring them all back. Just like he did with the prodigal son. He's going to do it for you. You may have a prodigal son. You may have a prodigal daughter. God going to bring them all back. You may have a prodigal uh, cousin, niece, nephew. I, I, I just want somebody to hear this today. God going to bring them all back. God going to bring restoration back to your household. God's going to bring... And, and the way your old family reunions used to be, it's nothing compared to what your new family reunions are about to be. God is going to bring an explosion into your families. I just hear household revivals about to break out upon your families. It's just the beginning. Isaac, you've just seen just the beginning of what God is about to do. God is about to do some amazing things in your family. Hallelujah, there's revival that is about to break out in families. He did it for the prodigal son. He can do it for you. Luke chapter number 15, verse 21, the Bible says, The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. And then verse 22 says, But the father said to his servant, Quick, Bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. Come on, I'm talking about household revival. <laughs> Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. They, so they began to celebrate. I, I, I think this guy was from Oklahoma. We like to have celebrations in Oklahoma. We like to get the barbecue out. He might be from Texas too. He from the south. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, he had to be. Because he was ready for a great celebration. He said go get the fatted calf. <laughs> Come on let's get some celebration here. Uh, see something happens whenever you get around a dinner table. <laughs> whenever you get around and start celebrating. There's something that happens. There's something that's activated. And I believe there's an activation of a family reunion. That's about to break out in this nation. Hallelujah. Miracles of family reunions. Come on, we need to get our families back. We need to get them back in church. Come on, we need to get them back. There's a revival that's breaking out, and we need to get them back in that revival. We need to get them in the current. We need to get them in the flow. They're out of rhythm. They, we need to get them back into rhythm. Come on, you know some family members right now. You need to call them up and say, hey, you need to get back. You need to get back into church. You may have neighbors that you need to call and say, you need to get back in church. You have, you have people in your household. You need to get back into church. How, how can miracles happen if you're not here? They can happen at your house, but how can they not happen? You'll see them happen here. Miracles, signs and wonders. That's exactly what he did. Now, now I'm going to give you my three points that I had for today. This was just extra. This was just extra. Number one, let's go back to the scripture in, in Jeremiah. It says, nothing is too hard for you, Lord. Nothing is too hard for him. 
Number one, God's ways are best. God's ways are best. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. God's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. And God gave me this point for you today. God's ways are best. Number two, God wants our obedience for our own good. He wants our, our obedience for our own good. See, He wants the best for you. And then number three, God can use anything to accomplish His purpose. He can use anything to accomplish His purpose. No matter what it might be. It might be dipping in the river seven times. An old, gross, ucky river seven times to get your miracle. That's what... That's what Naaman did. He received his miracle. It, it may be you just have a little bit of oil in your cabinet. God wants to bring multiplication to that oil. You may have a prodigal son or a prodigal daughter. God wants you to know he wants to bring them all back in to the kingdom of God. You may need a... You may need a miracle in your life today of healing. God wants to bring it forth in your life today. All we have to do is expect the impossible. Because when we expect the impossible is when the creative miracle will happen to us. Thanks for listening. We hope you will stay connected by subscribing to our podcast and becoming a partner to our ministry. Go to BreakthroughEvangelism.com for our evangelism ministries and EpicenterChurchOK.com to connect with our church. Be sure to follow us on all our social media platforms. We want you to be blessed.